You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. AI is all the rage. I really want to hear your take on this. Do you think we need to fear AI? So I wanted to have this as a topic of our discussion because I hear it a lot, especially in coaches. It's like, oh, you should fear AI because it's going to take away your jobs, mm-hmm. it's going to take your careers, and so on and so forth. And the easiest metaphor that I can explain is I have a time machine, by the way, and this time machine takes only to in past. So what I did is I set up my time machine. When I heard about AI, I was like, oh, maybe I should ask a past self of how to deal with change. So I took this time machine and I started traveling in the past mm-hmm. and I went to the time when we had horse carriages. And I asked the horse carriage owner, hey, listen, the car is here. Should we be scared? Mm-hmm. Are you scared? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't break the timeline that way. It's just I'm in the dress of the 18th century and everything, so it's all good. And they go, yeah, we should fear the car because what's going to happen to my horses? What's going to happen to this carriage? And he was really, really scared and he was really, really concerned. And then I forwarded myself about 20 years from then and I met the same person and I asked him, hey, are you still scared of cars? He said, no, I just run a taxi now. I just became a driver. Yeah. Right? And so the reason why I tell that story of my actual time travel is because that's what's happening probably now. Is It's not that we should be fearful of that there is AI or there's large language models and there's artificial intelligence that probably will replace a lot of the things that we do, but how do we learn how to drive it? Mm-hmm. How do we learn how to use it in our daily activity, in the way we work? See, there was a point where Google came and it made Yellow Pages obsolete mm-hmm. and search engines became the thing. And did that mean the people who were out of or the factories that were out of job, those people never found a different career? No. No, it was really depending on did they choose to change faster or slower? <laughs> so did yeah. they wait for their career to end or they change their career before it ended, mm-hmm. right? So it's more of a decision that the person's making than the reality of that there is no future. And nobody knows the future. My time machine does not take us into the future. It only takes you in the past. So you can ask anything from the past. But in the future, I don't know what will happen for sure. But what I know is in the immediate future, it's about adaptability. It's about your ability to be able to lean into what is and what is happening and to use it to create a future that is more cognizant and more aligned with what you want to do Mm -hmm. in your life. Recently, I was sitting down with another coach and she's phenomenal. We did a podcast episode with her and she teaches people how to get return on investment on on coaching. Her name is Lisa. And as I was talking to Lisa, I asked her the same question. I was like, hey, what do you think about AI? And she kind of also became present to it and our conversation led us to the same conclusion. It's like, the thing that we do as coaches is we connect with human beings. Mm -hmm. In the immediate future, AI cannot connect with human beings. Will it be the future? Who knows, right? But in the immediate future, that's not going to happen. It cannot happen. It's too difficult to be able to code into an artificial intelligence. Can somebody as a message, text message, automate their follow-up to their client? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to actually reading the emotion that's happening for Vasavi right now as I speak, 
AI is not ready for that. Yeah. It's not, it can't read it. It's too complex. And to respond to it is even more complex. Mm-hmm. To read it may be easy because there are cues for it, but to respond to it appropriately and not judge it, very difficult, right? Because it'll immediately judge because it knows the answer all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So there's layers to this, right? So as a coach, you should not be fearful. You should be concerned and excited. Concerned because there's tough times that are going to happen because there will be people who will lose their jobs much faster than they expect, right? Which already happened. Mm-hmm. Facebook has fired people. Twitter's fired people. I mean, Twitter fired for different reasons, but mm-hmm. Facebook's fired people. A lot of other companies, Google, I think, has fired people. Everybody's firing people. So all of these people that are getting suddenly out of jobs, they may not have an immediate way to get out of their situation. And so there's a concern of a lot of people being out of jobs, which hurts the economy on the large scale. And on a small scale, hurts that person dramatically sometimes, especially if they were not prepared for it. Mm -hmm. And they never prepared, they didn't train for it, they never built a skill for it. Well, they're going to be in trouble for a pretty good amount of time, Mm -hmm. right? So you need to be concerned about that because as a coach, it's our moral responsibility somewhat to be able to be present to society when change is coming because that's literally our job, Mm -hmm. right? We are change supporters in a way. Right? So that's the first thing you should be concerned. You should be excited for the same reason because that means there's a whole bunch of opportunity that is already available for you to expand to help these people, which is, of course, revenue for you. It is also a huge opportunity for you to help companies mm-hmm. because when such a big change happens in the company, it's chaos. It's a mess because... Leaders don't know how to deal with the team members when everything that they did until now has changed. Even leaders' leadership role has changed. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to manage those emotions. They don't know how to provide security in a world of insecurity. So you as a coach is vitally important in any company that is now saying, I'm going to embrace AI, which is about 50% of all the companies, Mm -hmm. right? You are vitally important if you're a life coach. You are going to be so important if you're a health or any kind of emotional well-being coach. Because guess what happens next when somebody loses a job? They go into emotional turmoil. When you're in emotional turmoil, the first thing you hurt is your health. Right? So when you are trying to come out of it, the person that can only help at the time is a coach. How do you think coaches should be using AI in their business? I have a few ideas in my head, but I'd love to hear from you. It's phenomenal. Use it like a research database. That's kind of how you want to... I mean, it's the most simple way of putting it. You can use it in a thousand ways. And we talk about it for our certified coaches. We run a mastermind group and we teach them how to use AI for many different dimensions. But the top four dimensions that you may want to consider looking at it as first is content. Mm -hmm. If you use any kind of social platform, any kind of writing for you to be able to spread your message, Mm -hmm. you can use AI as the solution to blank canvas problem. What is the blank canvas problem? Let's say if I say, Vasi, make a video. Yeah. What video? Right? What do yeah. I make of the video? Yeah. Right now, think of ChatGPT, Bard, whatever software, the Bing, uh, I don't remember the name, the Bing yeah. uh, AI. Use any of them to help you get ideas. Give you prompts. It Give actually you prompts. Gets, you know what? Yeah. I, I actually did this the other day. I wanted to create a bunch of like one minute reels, right? And I wanted to get some questions based on like communication and confidence. So I typed into the chat GPT, can you please give me 20 questions that I can answer and have each of these questions be unique and focused on what my audience may ask based on communication and confidence. It came up with 20 questions and I'm like, these are amazing, simple, but powerful questions. And I created 20 pieces of content. Yeah. from that. And I think a lot of people see AI and they think it's like cheating or something. It's like, no, like 
just like how you said, it is a research database. It actually just helps you to get your brain turning. And then, of course, you can get all the information, but then you have to do something with it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. That's why I said it's a, it solves the blank canvas problem. Yeah. And that is one of the most dominant problems when you're trying to create anything for social. You don't know what to do. Yeah. If you know what your audience is, if you know what your niche is, if you know who you want to talk to, who you want to appeal to, yeah. it's easier to get started. If you have something like ChatGPT or like I said, the Microsoft one or, the, or Bard or any AI really, it'll give you good ideas. And those good ideas would be good starting points. Yeah. So you can use it for content. That's yeah. a simple, mm-hmm. easy start, right? You can get really, really complex and advanced with it. And it's beautiful the more you understand how to prompt it better, how to really mm-hmm. receive that feedback, how to still stay authentic and natural. Yeah. Because it can get really tempting. I've seen people literally get scripts out of it. And, right? yeah. and it doesn't work. Like it's, You could do it, it doesn't stay authentic, it goes really off the chain. It'll do it for you. It's not going to fuel you. It's not going to actually do anything for the social, I guarantee you. You can try it. But that's the first thing, is content. Right? Is you could absolutely use it to start the content process. The second thing is you can use it for research. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times when we are coaching individuals, we need to reference to a research. Mm-hmm. But because our mind is limited and sometimes our documentation is also, we don't have access to the research. Like we don't remember. It's like, I read it in that book, right? Mm-hmm. Like even in the, in the previous podcast, I referenced David Sinclair and Lifespan as a book, but I don't remember exactly what mm-hmm. the research was, right? But if I wanted to give the exact example because I knew this was a topic we were talking about, I can go to ChatGPT and ask it, can you tell me the different researches done by David Sinclair, if that's the name of the person or whatever the name of the person is, right? So you can ask, and if you ask, it'll give you all the research it can find. It's not always right. Sometimes it lies to you. It mm-hmm. absolutely does. So you want to cross-reference it, but you can ask it to also give you reference links. Mm-hmm. So you would simply go, okay, click on the reference, check your research, but now you have fantastic research to back what you're about to say, yeah. right? Which otherwise would take you Hours. Yeah. Because you have to go through white papers after white papers and then validate and cross validate and read the book, whatever, right? But now you can just ask it and it'll give you a decent set to jump off of, mm-hmm. right? Fantastic for when you're doing coaching sessions, fantastic for when you're writing articles, fantastic for when you're writing proposals, make suggestions of what can be done next. The third thing that you could do is you can use it for upgrading your own personal learning. Mm -hmm. So if there's a topic or there's a type of company or organization that you work with or type of coaching that you do, you can always ask it the latest and the greatest. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, can you tell me more update on this, this, this? So it simplifies your reading, Mm -hmm. simplifies your learning process. So you can use it to learn. So for example, if you want to learn how to tell better stories, one way is read all the books, buy all the programs, listen to all the podcasts and go to different seminars or whatever. Second way is to I'm right now, I want to get better at storytelling. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you give me a structure of how to tell a story better? Yeah. Right? And it can tell you the structure and you can jump off there. So the gap of you knowing the structure doesn't now, I mean, you still won't crush it 100% because right. you need to actually learn the scale, but at least you can get started. Right. Right? So fantastic use. Right? And lastly, is for your business. Yeah. A lot of times what happens is people think the gap, and that's why I don't think any of these softwares will really solve all the problems. They'll just mm-hmm. make our lives slightly simpler, maybe significantly simpler, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's because if you think the reason why you're not successful today is because you don't have a good business plan, ask ChatGPT to make you one. 
Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. will tell you exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You can tell it the exact budget you have. You can tell it all the nuances. I have this much budget. I am only the only person. I'm trying to build a coaching business. I serve this audience, blah, 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 blah. It'll tell you exactly day by day, month by month plan you need yep. to be able to build your business. I guarantee you, you won't follow up <laughs> if yeah. that's been the problem because that is usually the problem. <laughs> yeah. But, and which is why coaching doesn't go obsolete. Coaching becomes more important because of that reason yeah. is because information was never the problem for humans. We always had information. Yep. Execution yeah. is the problem for humans. Embodiment is the problem for humans. Identity is the problem for humans. And that can be only done through coaching. We have no excuse anymore. Like we've never really had excuses, but now that we have AI, like I love that example of the business plan. Like you can't say that, oh, I don't know how to write a business plan. No, you can actually go to this website and type in all this information and get an entire business plan regurgitated back out to you. I have this neighbor who's 22 years old and she's currently a server at this restaurant. And she was like, I really want to switch industries. And she goes, I need to write a resume. I suck at writing resumes. I'm like, why don't you go to chat, GPT, put in your experience and have it write out a resume. And it did. Yeah. 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 It's like, there's no excuse. Yeah. So how can coaches and online business owners prepare themselves for the changes that are coming? I know you already mentioned a few, like, you know, when people get laid off, they're going to maybe need coaches to help them. And what even are the changes coming up, in your opinion? So think about technology generally overall. Technology mm-hmm. overall is always built for efficiency and productivity. That's basically the essence of any tech that has ever been built. That's the job of technology. Technology makes things easy, mm-hmm. right? Easy and faster, right? That's literally what ChatGPT did. It made things easier, faster, yeah. it's more efficient, right? So you could otherwise also find how to write your resume, but it would take you a few Google searches to get to that point. Now it'll just give you how to write a resume, right? So it's just the same thing that Google was doing faster, yeah, right? More efficient. That's a simple way to think about it, right? And so if everything becomes simpler and faster, what has humanity done traditionally with its time when it has more time abundance? It wastes it. Wasting is maybe not the right or term that I would Or it takes it for granted? It takes it for granted, but yeah. it basically utilizes it to experience more of life. Oh, okay. That's what <laughs> I, I would like to say off. that, yeah. <laughs> because what we do then is we go, okay, I have this time, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna watch Netflix. It's the right or wrong choice, but it's getting you to experience more of life, right? Yeah. You have more time to yeah. watch Netflix, right? You go, oh, I'm going to go out and eat, or I'm going to go hang out with my friends. I'm going to go travel. Whatever that is, is defined by the person's personal preferences, mm-hmm. but it tends to then do something else with that time. It doesn't go, oh, I'm just, or it goes and works harder. Like mm-hmm. that is also a decision that somebody makes, mm-hmm. but it does something with that time. They just don't go, oh, I have time. I'm going to meditate. Very rarely would yeah. somebody do that, right? <laughs> Usually they would do another activity that keeps them engaged at the least amount of effort they can make, which is why Netflix and Amazon Primes and all these things are more dominant and more and more people watch it every single day, right? And so that's what humanity will do again, is we will have more time abundance, which we are already experiencing. Things are getting done even faster, which means what do we do with it? Some of them will make good decisions by saying, oh, I'm going to start another company, or I'm going to explore bigger ideas mm-hmm. with my company or I'm going to take a bigger vision. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to live healthier. I'm going to do a dance class that I always wanted to do and I didn't do it. And a lot of us will go, I'm just going to watch one more series, right? Whatever it is. Yes. But you're going to basically find things to do with your time mm-hmm. that are productive or non-productive. In either of the scenarios, the consequence is a change in emotional state, mm-hmm. right? And change in emotional states leads to or comes from change in thinking state, right? Right? Either of those work, right? You mm-hmm. could be thinking differently is why you're emotional or emotional and hence thinking differently, yeah. right? 
either of those situations lead to change in physical reality in the sense of literally physical change or reality of how we operate. The reason why often we get into situations like we don't stay in a relationship and so forth is because now we have more time with that relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Or no time because we run away from that relationship, right? Either of those scenarios put a lot of pressure on the relationship, Yeah. right? So what do you need in such situations, in any of these situations? Is more and more individuals are required to come into the pool of making the human experience understandable or livable, mm-hmm. right? And the only title right now that kind of, or the only job description that does that is either educators mm-hmm. or coaches. Yeah. The only two, and educators, not also like high school educators. I'm talking about adult personal growth, mm-hmm. uh, transformation work educators. Yeah. These are the individuals that are literally, that is what we learned all our lives and all our careers. That's our singular focus is things that make a human experience better. Yeah. Right. So anybody that comes to the awareness and doesn't fall for the trap of Netflix is going to go, I want to live a better experience. I want a healthier body. I want a better relationship. I want to be a better parent. Like I want to utilize my time, not waste it. Mm-hmm. Every single person that makes that decision is your potential client. Wow. Right. So there's going to be more clients, not less. Because more emotional instability, which happens because of change, leads to more people asking the question, can there be a better life? And if they ask can there be a better life? They look for who can help me live a better life. Yeah. What a great way of looking at this because I think obviously our media does a very good job of fear-mongering and so we all get scared of losing our jobs. But what a great way to reframe that to any coaches that are listening right now thinking that they're going to be replaced. You cannot replace human connection. You can and you won't be replaced. That's Like you said, it's fear-mongering. It gets a better headline. It's not how we are. It's human being. Like sit with another human being in five minutes, you'll realize they will never work with an AI coach. Yeah. Like any human experience. Their boss might want them to, but they themselves would not choose that experience. A hundred percent. They may have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> but if they really are talking about shit that's happening in their life, they don't go, you know what I would really like? A computer to tell me. I would really like a robot to be with my feelings. <laughs> oh, they want a human connection. We yeah. are wired that way. And because of that, there will of course be a season where we're going to try everything. We try everything. We are human beings. And some part of our society will appreciate and embrace it. But the largest majority is in love with the human experience. The large majority is. And so they will want the human experience. They wouldn't want a non-human experience. It's just not who we are as human beings. I think the way I want people listening to this episode to think about AI is like, think of the things that you're not doing because it's hard for you to write it or you don't have the time to submit. So like, for example, one of the things I just, I cannot stand doing this is like when you have to submit a proposal to speak, right? So anytime I like submit myself to speak, they're like, please give us the speaking topic description. Please give us the three takeaway points. And I'm like, I don't want to sit and do this. I know what I'm going to talk about. So like I've been using ChatGPT to put in my speaking topics. And I'll actually say, please write out a description. Please give me these three bullet points. And then I will submit myself to go speak. It's like, it's easier, right? It's Mm -hmm. just easier. And at least we're getting the job done. So I just want people listening to this, watching this to just think about using this to make your life easier. It doesn't mean you're taking away from the authenticity of anything. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Just you're still the input provider. There's no output without an input. And it is designed to make your life easier. Yeah. So there's absolutely use it to make your life and your business easier. If anything, the ChatGPT makes the field so level that if you thought that your knowledge was the gap of your business not being successful, that's not an excuse anymore. You just need to know basics. You still need to prompt it right. 
but it'll do everything you need. You're struggling to write the sales letter, it'll write it for yep. you. You want to, you're struggling to write an email, it'll write it for you. Yep. So you can't, you will realize, and everybody will, anybody, they may not realize right now because it's so hot right now, everybody <laughs> fears everything, but eventually you realize that, no, even if you had all the information, you won't do what you don't do. Yeah. Because it's nothing to do with the information, it's everything to do with you. It's everything to do with you. <laughs> you are the problem. ChatGPT is not the problem. It's kind yeah. of a little bit of the solution, though. Yeah, it, it can actually th- help you with yeah. things that otherwise you did not have an yeah. advantage for. Yeah, like if you didn't have the advantage of I can't hire a copywriter until now. Well, good luck because now ChatGPT will do it for free. Or I'm afraid to get on camera. I don't know what to say. You can actually have ChatGPT give you scripts and like really yeah. funny scripts too, by the way. Yeah, like really comical. If stuff. you're struggling to oh, how do I respond to this email politically correct? Tell ChatGPT, it'll yeah. give you a really good response. I tweak it, absolutely. Yes. And ChatGPT is just one of them. Like it's not, ChatGPT is not the end all be all. For that matter, when Bard opens, I think it's even significantly better because it's real time. Because yeah. Google's got all the data, even real time right now. I can't wait. Which ChatGPT does not. ChatGPT is, I think, done the internet till 2021. So it's like two years old or three years old, something yeah. like that. So it's not up to date, but Google's up to date. They yeah. have information real time. They've been saving the internet multiple times. Every single, I think there are like 13 or 15 copies across the globe. So it's fast. Like wow. it's fast because anywhere in the world, it's serving from that local copy that is to that. And it, it knows everything about the internet. Every freaking thing. And real time, which means what you post yesterday, it already knows. That's amazing. I love this yeah. stuff. So I actually want to have some fun with this. Okay, let's look at different areas of life and what's possible with AI. Okay, so how do you think AI will disrupt human performance and our health? We'll be on a crossroad to understand how, at least from my perspective, to understand how AI is going to disrupt human performance and health is to understand, it's still a very human question. It's like, Mm -hmm. how will we respond as human beings? Because it's only going to disrupt if we let it, right? So like with technology, and that's why we have become, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term that comes to my mind, we have become obeser and obeser, Mm -hmm. or we have gained more weight as Mm -hmm. overall as a humanity, is because technology made things easy, Mm -hmm. right? So the easier it gets, the more we are at risk of not watching our health. I mean, why do you think we have more food than ever? It's yeah. technology, right? Technology figured out how to produce mass more produce. food in the mass produce in a small piece of land. Good or bad, ethical or non-ethical, secondary question primarily, does it know how to produce really quickly? Yes. And because of that, guess what happens? Well, we have abundance of food at a really cheap cost and so well, everybody is getting fatter, <laughs> right? It's just the truth of life, right? It's yeah. technology yeah. made it easy, right? Technology made it easy for us to get to from one place to another. So we travel long distances now and not really walk for it. So did the technology made us unhealthy or did it give us the tools that we used in a way that made us unhealthy, mm-hmm. right? So technology is always going to try and make things easier. That's the point of technology. That's why we built technology, Right. How do we use it is yeah. a personal decision. So will it make us an unhealthier society? Probably for a section of society, it'll get unhealthier because guess what? Now your answers are really fast and they're really on the tip of your hands. And so, well, you're going to get even more answers and your work has done more. So you have more time to waste. So more time to sit on the couch and more time to watch that, <laughs> eat that chip bag that you shouldn't have eaten in the first yeah. place. Right? So there's more availability of resources and with more availability of resources, more chances of us messing it up. And same as with careers. It's like, can you stay abreast to what the changes are and create that change and be a part of that change or be suffering because you didn't adapt to it fast enough, right? Mm -hmm. And that's true for the people who are doing yellow pages and it's true for people who are doing any career right now is to look and evaluate and go, hey, how do I use this to power what I do? Not to let it create a disruption in my life. 
How do you think AI is going to disrupt relationships and human connection? So my hope for humanity is it actually helps our human connection yeah. and it helps relationship because when we have time, when we have space, when we have more availability, theoretically, we should spend more time with each other. Mm -hmm. And theoretically, if we build the right tools, especially with the help of AI, which can tell you exactly what tool to use to have a difficult conversation with your partner, that we'll use it. Mm -hmm. That's my hope. Will we use it is to be seen? Or will we just succumb to the entrapments of, I have too much time, I don't know what to do with it, and I'll just go get another job mm -hmm. because of that, because I have too much time. So I'm going to go do something else, but not be with my partner. And that yeah. also might be the case that happens. Fear is real. And humans get fearful very fast and very easily. And we make up the fear even if it's not there. So there's a big possibility that we'll get scared. And if we get scared, we'll probably let this technology hurt us more than help us. But that's also why I really, I'm not saying it because I'm in the industry, but I've become even bigger advocate of coaching ever since AI started rolling out and I started seeing what all it is capable of doing because I don't see how else we make it through yeah. as human beings. Like a human-to-human -human connection, relationships, personal life, personal vision, personal purpose, reason to live, all of that are, in, are at risk if we don't have the right tools. And the people who have put some time towards it are coaches. I really love that you said that it's not the tool, it's how we use it because I see it disrupting in a positive way as well. Like if time was an excuse or work was an excuse, oh, I can't hang out with you because I have to write all these emails or I, you know, I can't hang out with you. I have to create all the social media content, but you use AI to help support your content. You know what I mean? Then you can actually spend time and actually nurture those human connections. I see it on the flip side, people who are using AI to be a little ingenuine, maybe, you know, through messages and emails. So it really is, once again, the user. How is the user using this and with what intention? And lastly, I want to ask you this. How will AI disrupt the craft of leadership and building a business? Like, what are you currently seeing right now? I think leadership is not going to change that much because, again, it's a very human trait. But business is going to fundamentally shift. Business mm -hmm. is going to, like you said, there will be bad apples where they would just start doing things just to manipulate human beings even more. Mm -hmm. And that is the fear of AI. Yeah. Is because AI is trained to learn everything, yeah. which means it also learns how to manipulate a human being. Now, they're trying to put filters and they're trying to put some fail-safes to not have it do that. But who knows, right? So the risk of humans doing human things, which is to get ahead, they would do mm -hmm. things from a place of how can I get more instead of what do I create? Yeah. And there will be some people who will do that. There always are some people who do that. But what I have found to be the truth of life or my experience is there are more people who try and do good with it. Mm -hmm. So every technology, there's always somebody who's misusing a technology and there's always mm -hmm. more people that are trying to do something useful with the same technology. So it's our decision to stand on one or the other side. We could choose to be doing something bad or we could choose to be doing something good. For instance, and I'm not saying I'm a good person because like we know, you only learn in time if you're a superhero or supervillain. But the intention I set with my team is to say in all dimensions of our work, we must figure out where and what tool is useful that has been recently developed that uses artificial intelligence. While saying that, I also said, and know that none of your jobs are at risk. Mm. Because I'm not saying that let's use AI and now you're automated. Yeah. What I'm saying is, now I truly want you to be creative. Mm. I truly want you to do what I hired you for in the first place. 
but you ended up doing a lot of mundane, monotone work. I want you to use this tool so you don't feel like that you're doing the same task that feels repetitive, feels, because it is, like every business has repetitive tasks. I mean, that's how business is about, partly about consistency, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of those consistencies now, the, if the thing was taking two hours to you, can be done in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do that in 20 minutes and then go chill out. Like, I don't need you in the office. I anyways don't need them in the office because I run a completely virtual company except for like one person. But other than that, I want you to go be creative because that's what I really wanted to hire you for. I loved your creativity. Mm. I loved what you brought to the table. I loved your attitude. Those are the skills we hire for. And then you have to do tasks, right? Mm -hmm. But now if you can use some help in doing that task and do an as good or a better job, do that. Yeah. But know that you're safe. Right. Now, I don't know if it's going to mature really well or not because who knows what my future is. Because like I said, I have a time machine that goes in the past. (laughs) But not the one that goes in the future. Yeah. So I don't know what will really happen next. But I know that that's my intention Mm -hmm. is to understand that I can be twice the company, twice the better quality product, twice the better quality editing, twice the better quality podcast, twice the better quality everything with half the team. But that doesn't mean I have to lose my team. It simply means my team becomes more effective. Yeah. Right. It becomes more productive. And that would allow me to be able to use really what a human being is capable of, mm-hmm. which is a lot of creativity, a lot of new thinking, a lot of creation. And again, we don't know what the future looks like with AI playing a role, but we didn't know what future looked like when Google came yeah. into play. And we didn't know what the future looked like when cars came into play or, you know, the airplanes came in. We didn't know. Yeah. And something had to go for something to come. Mm-hmm. And so that's the same thing. We are in the same story where it is something's going to go, whatever it will be, for something to really emerge. And that's something that is emerging is, yes, scary when it emerges, but it also can be really exciting pretty, pretty quickly. So, yeah. so that's really where we are at, I think, with AI. And I want to say the reason why I know the time machine of the past is because you can tell JetGPT to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, one last question. Okay, just one like last final wrap up. Someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be a little open-minded. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to try to understand chat GPT to maybe help me write an email this week, okay? Where would they begin? Like how would we even get them to begin? What's the first thing that someone who's curious about chat GPT, like where do mm-hmm. they go? Because I mean, mm-hmm. it really is even like, I had someone ask me like, what's the website that I go to? You yeah. know what I mean? So the, yeah. That's why I was, I was going to start. Well, you start with chat.openai.com. It, yeah. That's the place where yeah. you go. Or search Google Bard yeah. and you will find it. I think bard.google.com, B-A-R-D.google.com. Yeah. Or go to Bing Search. I think that's automatically yeah. uh, a response is AI response powered by ChatGPT. So, so these are the three places that you can go to use AI, yeah. right? So that's the first thing. The second thing that you want to do is you want to ask yourself the question of, what is it that I wanted to do new? Mm-hmm. Or what is it that I do again and again that I can probably automate? Yep. Right? That's how you start the conversation. Yeah. Because it's it can do everything, which means you could just be stuck by saying, what do I do with it? Yeah. Right. So that's why human is super important in everything. Yeah. It's not the AI is not gonna just do it for you. <laughs> right. So the first question to ask is, and that's the easiest thing to start, is what do I do repeatedly that I can probably train an engine to do? Yeah. Right. So say for example, if you are somebody who does social media videos again and again in the topic of, say, confidence, you can say, I can automate the first draft of me finding the cues of what works yes. by saying, hey, give me 20 ideas of videos that I can do on confidence that are about a minute length, mm-hmm. like or 60 seconds or mm-hmm. less, right? And it can give you some bullets, right? You can go, okay, those are the bullets, and then you can jump yeah. off with that bullets. If you are somebody who 
writes very often, mm-hmm. but you are lost in the topic to write today mm-hmm. or topics to write for the next month, you can say, give me the topics to write. Heck, you can even say, hey, give me some bullet points yeah. for each of the topics. And I'll give you some bullet points. At least you, you're not starting from where do I start? Yep. So it's just mostly about where do you start. And then again, you can use it to write the whole thing, but honestly, it's not going to be as good as when a person writes because it does write like AI. Yeah. You can train it to write like yourself, which is, again, something that you can choose to do, but still it never really gets it as well as the person gets it. But you get so close yeah. that it makes your task very easy yeah. because you can edit then, right? Yeah. So you can start with taking that and then editing it. So you could do a lot more things. Like, so if your workday looked like, oh, you know, all day, all I did was write one email, now it's maybe 20 minutes, yeah. right? Because it'll give you the idea mm-hmm. to start with. It'll probably give you a first draft. Then you can train keep it to write it. like you. You can keep you tweaking can, it. You can train yeah. it to write like you. Yeah. You can give it a past draft and say, learn this draft and it'll rewrite it yeah. for you. And then you edit it. So now previously when you were saying, what should be the subject line? You've gotten all of that, yeah. at least the starting point. Now mm-hmm. you're editing instead of writing. Yep. And that's huge. That's so much faster because editing takes no time, like much less time than writing from what should be here. (laughs) But it's also systems thinking, if you really think about it, right? If you think in systems, that's how you want to start thinking. If you don't know how to think, think about systems. Everything in the world around us is a system. It's literally everything is a system. You think it's not, but it is. Everything is a system. And everything you do is a system. Now you can do that system Mm -hmm. faster, better, once you identify what the system is. Yeah. Right? And that's what this technology is for. It'll run the system that you want it to run and make it faster for you. And also, I think just leaving people with the mindset of instead of fearing this technology, asking, what can this do for me? How can this make my life easier? And is this actually getting me closer to connecting with my audience or is it keeping me farther away? And I would say, if you're the kind of person who's like, oh, I haven't emailed my subscribers in two months, maybe you can use this as a tool to help you rebuild that connection. Yeah. If yeah. you feel lost in that email, you can ask it that too. So that's why it's just go play with it. And yeah. you will find there are so many uses for this technology that will just help you. Don't fall for the trap. They have to fear monger because that's how they make their money. Fear sells. Whatever, whatever that, <laughs> yeah. that is. But instead, you could choose to say, hey, listen, I'm going to use this to empower myself, empower mm-hmm. my business, empower my reality. I'm going to help people with this, not hurt. And you will be fine. And the technology is there to help us. Beautiful. Thank you, Ajit. Thank you.